Well, great to be here and to celebrate Father's Day. Father's Day is for me probably the hardest day to speak on because there's so many mixed feelings that people have about Father's Day. So I want to just share some thoughts with you. Today we, we celebrate Father's Day. It's a day of special celebration, an opportunity to honor and to value dads. It's an opportunity to give honor. And we always need to look for opportunities to honor and value. And uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, in verse 2 and 3, it says, Honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you. There's a promise goes with honor. And whatever parent we've had, however they've conducted themselves, however our family life has been, God requires and calls us to place honor upon our source, where we've come from. Because the principle of honor, when you begin to place honor a person, you release from them the very best for yourself. And uh, so honor. Today's a day to remember what fathers have done and also to remember the impact of your father on your life. It may have been a wonderfully good impact. It may have been a not so good impact. But as you begin to think about your father today, there's absolutely one thing for sure. Whether he was there or not there, whether he was active or not active, he made an impact on your life. It's because God has designed fathers to have an extraordinary impact in the lives of their children. Every father that's ever born is called to stand in the place of God and represent his fatherhood and call forth sons and daughters into their destiny. Over the uh, 60s and 70s, there was a tremendous erosion of the role of fatherhood. And the result of that erosion and attack against man and reactions against abuse by man caused a tremendous undermining in our society of the role of fathers. And it's had a devastating impact in our society. And so we're all for, as a church body, affirming the value of fathers, honoring fathers, and encouraging the next generation to be great fathers. Our event last night, I mean, I, I was, I'm still deeply touched by it. And I can't work out quite what touched me. But it was just to, to see fathers and daughters, to see the response of so many young women to their fathers just acknowledging them, of being with them, of making a very special time, dressing up together, doing some fun things together, an investment that they will remember all of their life. I was having a look into the origins of Father's Day. I wonder who thought this thing up, you know, and uh, some people, of course, really onto it, others are not. But, there was, but the, the, the person who started this up was an, a woman by the name of Sonora Dodd in America. And uh, she was attending a Mother's Day service, and she heard a message honoring mothers. And as she sat in that service honoring mothers, she began to weep. And she began to remember all that her father had done. And she determined that she would do all she could to set up a day that would honor fathers. And her father's name, I, I jotted it down here, was, uh, what's his father's name? William Smart. He was a Civil War veteran. In other words, he fought in the Civil War. You know, you see the movies of it back there in the old days. He was a Civil War veteran. But uh, when he came back uh, from the Civil War, he had a family. He had five children. But when his wife was giving birth to a sixth child, she died. And he was left with six children, five of them plus one infant. And he dedicated his life to raising those children and investing in them. And she never realized how much courage he'd shown in doing that, how much love he'd shown in doing that, how much he'd invested in the family. Often you don't realize till you've grown up just what was invested in you. Sometimes we tend to look at the lacks. And all her life, she had grown up aware of a lack of a mother. So when she sat in a Mother's Day service, suddenly she's reminded of the lack of her mother. And of course, tears flood in her eyes. And then she began to remember 
how her father had stepped up and courageously been mother and father to the family, stood in and actually courageously led the family instead of allowing them to be broken up. So tremendous thing. So she instituted this thing called Father's Day and eventually it took on and becomes like we have this day, Father's Day now. But, uh, and fathers are incredibly important. Fathers have an impact on the family. And today, as you think about your family background, as you think of your own father, there may be some very mixed feelings. There may be very positive feelings. Dad was there. Dad was interested. Dad really invested in us. Dad believed in us. Dad stood behind us. Dad came to the events that we were in. Dad sowed vision into our hearts. Dad encouraged us to get up again when we were falling down. Dad encouraged us to go forward. Some will have tremendously wonderful experiences of their father and have a very positive uh, approach to today. And there'll be others here today, and it won't be like that for you at all. There'll be, unfortunately, be too many sitting here today. When it comes to Father's Day for you, well, you didn't really know your father. You might have been in a home where you lived with your father and still you didn't know him because his heart was closed. He never shared of himself. I grew up in a family and although I was there and my dad was there all that time, uh, I never knew him at all. He was like a stranger emotionally to me. And many people have had that experience. It affects your life. It affects your relationships. It affects your ability to relate. Some of you may have grown up in a family where the father was absent altogether. He abandoned the family and you'll have had struggles and difficulties just because of that. Some of you may have grown up in a family where there was violence or abuse or neglect of various ways, and you'll have grown up with many emotions. But the one thing we can be very sure of, and that is this, that a father has an impact. A father has an impact. Whether he's there or whether he's not there, he has an impact. Uh, there was an experiment done a few years ago in one of the prisons in America, and uh, what they did was on Mother's Day, they offered every, uh, every person in prison who wanted a free card for their mum, a Mother's Day card, they offered a free card. Without exception, everyone took it up, meaning that they had fond thoughts and attachments to their mother. When they did the same thing on a Father's Day, there were very few people took it up, meaning that among the majority of those who were in jail, there was a major negative perception of their father and inevitably one of the reasons they were in jail was because of the lack of proper fathering. I was listening to a Father's Day message by Barack Obama. Uh, some of you may <laughs> know this man. And uh, this, is, this is what he pointed out. Now, he was dressing um, some uh, African-Americans. So he was speaking as a black American to black American people, quite a large uh, number of people. There were thousands of there listened to him. And it was on a Father's Day. And he was pointing out the dilemma in the Afro-American people of absent fathers. And this is what he pointed out, some statistics for America. And he said that without a father, he said, there's five times more likely that the family or the child will live in poverty and eventually commit crime. He said, if the father is not there, without a father, it's nine times more likely that the child will drop out of school. Without a father, it's 20 times more likely the child will end up in prison. And that's statistics from America, things which he researched and found. And he was using this to demonstrate the powerful impact that a father's absence has upon a family. And the need for men to stand up and become present and to engage with their families. What a great challenge it is. It won't be any different here. When Jesus came, Jesus came into this earth in John 17, verse 3. This is what he said. He said, this is life eternal, 
that they know you, Father. Jesus did not come to give us rules to live by. He did not come even to give us principles to live by, although he taught many principles. He came to give to us a relationship. You can't build your life on principles alone. We were designed for relationship. And so when Jesus came, he came because he was sent by Father God. He was sent by Father God to represent him, to show men what Father is really like, to show men the heart of God. So when you read the stories of Jesus, you probably read it with all kinds of background or all kinds of ways of thinking about it. But when you read it, what you really need to read it from is from this point of view that Jesus reveals what God is like as a father. And Jesus told many stories about what God is like. He shared stories, he shared parables, he spoke to people, he helped people. When you look at Jesus, you see what a true father is like. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. When you look at how Jesus worked with a group of men, you see spiritual fatherhood in action, calling them to follow him into destiny, calling and encouraging them to succeed in life, inspiring them to get over their failures, walking and sharing his heart and his life with them. That's what fatherhood is about. What a courageous thing to be a great father. So Jesus came to offer us a relationship. We could share with you a whole lot of principles, how to be a great father, and all of these things would help. But you know, you can put all of those things into place, but if you don't have a relationship with your children, then something is really missing. And that's what Jesus came, not just to give us the principles, but to connect us with God as father, so you and I could become healed inside, whole inside, and begin to represent true fatherhood and what it's like. I want to just share with you, because our theme today is dads who dare, I want to just share with you some areas that dads could dare to do something. Uh, the word dare means something like this. It means to have courage or boldness to do something that involves risk. So if you're going to be a daring dad, you've got to have the courage or the boldness to do something that's got a risk element in it. If it ain't got the risk, it isn't very daring. It's playing it safe. A lot of people play it safe today, politically correct to play it safe, but God isn't calling us to play it safe, and he isn't calling dads to play it safe, he's calling dads to rise up courageously and be daring, to do something that takes courage and involves a bit of a risk. Risk means it may backfire on you, it may not work, it may not come out. I want to share with you just some things that dads could do that would definitely it takes risk because there's always the possibility of failure, always the possibility to be rejected, always the possibility it won't work out, but there's the possibility it really could go well. So here's a few things that dads could think about. And I want to just, before I do that, just pick up a verse for you in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. And here's Joshua, a young man about to face a challenge. The challenge of his life. He's about to step out into an uncertain future. And in the middle of it, God speaks something to him that shows you what the fatherhood of God is like. I just love this verse. It's a special favorite of mine. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9, he says, Have I not commanded you, be strong, have good courage, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. A tremendous statement. This is what he, he made it, this is what God said. God didn't promise Joshua 
that his life would be without casualties or difficulties. Joshua is standing there as a young man having to go out and to face life. And God comes as a father to him and tells him a few things. He doesn't promise him there won't be pain, struggles, difficulties, and setbacks. In fact, they probably had many casualties. They probably had many wounded. They probably lost many good men. It's inevitable in life there are pain and struggles and difficulties. But this is what God said to him as a father. He said, son, be strong. Have courage in you. Don't let fear rule your life. Don't be overwhelmed when you have some setbacks. Don't draw back from the great destiny that you've got ahead of you. Because he said, I will be with you and helping you, encouraging you, guiding you all of the way, and you will succeed. That's the words of a father to a son. That's pretty good stuff, isn't it, eh? That's God, and that's what God is like with people. He said, don't be afraid of life. Don't be afraid to face some challenges. Don't be uh, 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 dismayed when there's obstacles, difficulties, and challenges. Don't look out there and be overwhelmed by how hard it looks to be successful in life. He said, face it courageously and bravely and know I will walk with you all the way. And I will speak into you, encourage you, and guide you, and direct you. And when you look at Joshua, Joshua succeeded in his generation. How did he succeed? Because even when he fell over, God spoke to him and told him what to do. That's a real father. I want to share just several things that a father could do. God is not a magical God, and he's not an absent God. He's a God who walks with us, whether we're up, whether we're down, whether we're succeeding, whether we're not. He says, I'm with you, and I'm never going to leave you. Here it is. Here's a few things. Number one, dads. Here's some dads could dare to do something. Number one you could do, and this is probably, I think, my number one. Dads, you could dare to build good relationships with your children. Now, that's not the easiest of things to do. To build a good relationship requires you invest time or invest energy, but it, it requires more than that. It requires more than just taking the kids out on an activity and, or making a, getting them a present or buying something. What it requires is you share your heart. Share what you feel. Share what you believe. Share your values. And share your concerns. Share your struggles. And share confidence that your sons and daughters can make it. If you were to do that, if you were to share yourself. I've seen kids like we live in the West, I've been in Asia, I've seen thousands of young people that got more things than you could ever imagine, they've got more stuff around than you could imagine. But you know what, inside the thing that's missing is relationship with their father. And when you talk about it, their hearts break and they weep because of the loneliness of trying to walk through life without a dad being alongside to say, come on, be strong. Come on, you can do it. I believe in you. I never had that. But I've been learning to do that. Because that's what God is like. That's how Jesus operates. We'll see in a moment what he's promised to do. Here's the second thing. Uh, have, have courage or dare to give direction to your sons and daughters. In today's society, they encourage everyone to find their own way. Well, it doesn't look like they're doing too good. People aren't finding their way. They're actually losing their way to selfishness and every kind of thing that's coming to the community. Dads, dare to give direction to your kids. Get involved in their life and begin to guide them. When it comes to their courses, get involved with them. Find out what they're doing at school and give direction, what they ought to do, what's going to be best for them. Help them discover what they're gifted to do in their life and give them some direction how to get there. That's how God works. 
He gives direction to our life. He's a good father. Here's another thing you can do. Dare to set boundaries. Dare to build relationship. Dare to give direction and dare to set boundaries. I've been appalled at, in, in Hawke's Bay at the lack of boundaries or the, the unwillingness of parents to set boundaries. When a child has no boundaries, they become insecure and unsafe. They become rejected. They become selfish and they struggle continually through their life. Boundaries make it safe for a child to grow up. Now, the kids are going to push the boundaries. Are they going to complain? Are they going to get angry? Are they going to say you're mean? Of course, they do all of those things. You've got to dare to have the courage to set boundaries, to say that far and no further. That far and no further. Boundaries make it safe for your family. Too many families today, there are no boundaries. There's no dads that will stand up and say, listen, it stops here. It takes courage to do that. See, the presence of boundaries is your, uh, commu it communicates a message you really love and really care for those kids. Enough to stand and say no when they don't know to say no. Or they're under pressure. Here's another thing that dads can dare. Dare to require your kids to be responsible. Dare to require them to be responsible. What I mean by that is that when they make choices, they face the consequences of their choices. Good choices, good consequences. Bad choices, bad consequences. We live in a victim culture which blames the school for the kids' failures. Blames the government for the failures. Blames this, blames that. Listen, in a culture of blame, one of the greatest things a dad can do is to dare to teach the children to be responsible for their choices and for the outcomes of it. Teach them the principles of sowing and reaping rather than let them play the blame game and find someone else to blame for why they're like they are. Takes courage to do that. Takes, you have to dare to do that. And finally, here's the fifth thing. Finish with this one now. Dads, dare to love God passionately. Dare to have a relationship with God. It's not, you know, a lot of people think it's not manly to, you know, be church person or come to church or be manly to have a relationship with God. But listen, Jesus was the greatest man that's ever walked this earth, and he came to bring us back into relationship with God. He came to show us what true courage and what a true daring person looks like. He came, and listen to this, listen to this. The people that sought to and eventually put him to death were religious people. Religion is about rules and doing this, doing this. Jesus came to offer relationship. I want to finish with this challenge for you. Men, would you dare to do these things? Would you dare to build relationship with your children? Prioritize your calendar and your time so you invest in them and not just take time with them, but you open your heart so they come to know who you really are. Would you dare to give them direction in their life instead of leaving mum to do it or the school to do it. One of the things I noticed as a teacher coming to a parent evening was how few dads came. And I thought, of any time a child needed to have their dad there, it was at a parent's evening where the parent, in talking with the teacher about the direction for their child. Dads, are you willing to dare to uh, set boundaries, to say no and mean no? Are you dare, do you dare to call the child to be responsible and call them to account for their behavior instead of fudging it and smoothing it or blaming someone else. And dads, do you dare to develop your own relationship with God where the family that you lead know that your heart is open to a God who will give you grace, who will love you, forgive you, give you wisdom, and help you to be a great father in the home. Listen, the greatest father of all, God wants us to connect with him. 
He is the greatest father. And he wants you and I to connect with him. Before Jesus left, he said this. He said, I will not leave you orphans. I will not leave you without fathering. He said, I will send my spirit to live into your heart. He's the spirit of truth who will lead you into the things that are true and will build a great future for those who follow you. That promise is still here today. For any person who would receive Jesus Christ, there is a promise that God would be with you and never leave you. He will put his spirit into your heart and you would then have within you what it takes to be a great dad, a great man of God. Why don't we just close our eyes right now? Just want to give an invitation, an opportunity for any person here today. The promise is for every person. This promise of the Spirit of God is to every person. Jesus said these words to every person who received him, who made him welcome, put their trust in him. He gave the power to become a child of God. He put his spirit into your heart and his spirit will bear witness with your spirit I'm a child of God. God is my father, and he will help me be a great father. He will help me be a great person. Is there any person today at that point where you're willing to give your life to Jesus Christ, to become a Christian? I'd like you to raise your hand. Just let me see it right now. Any person here today, and you say, I want to become a Christian. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to open my heart, my life to God, to receive forgiveness for my sins, a fresh start. I want to be connected with God so I can be the best I could possibly be. Whether you're a man or a woman, a younger person or older person, this invitation is for you. Would you raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to receive Jesus today. Any person here today, I want to receive Jesus. Just put your hand up now. You may be struggling with this decision. It's a deeply personal decision. To say, I'm going to connect with God and not just walk my life out alone. Some of you are walking your life out alone because your father never connected with you. And you're hurt, wounded, and broken, and very proud and unwilling to yield and say, I'm really hurt and broken. I need to be connected. And I'm willing to open my heart to the Lord. I wonder, is there anyone here today? Say, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Just quickly raise your hand. I won't draw this out any longer now. Father, I thank you today for men and women here today who have already joined themselves to you. Father, I pray that every dad here would receive an impartation of courage and dare to build close relationships with their kids. Dare to give direction to them. Dare to set boundaries. Dare to call them to account for their behaviors and encourage them to succeed in life. Dare to build a family life centered around God. Father, I just pray your grace and blessing upon every family here today in Jesus' name. Everyone said?